This show is about spoilers and discussion. It's also about spooky things that are best enjoyed after you see the movie. So any movie we talk about, we recommend you go see. You've been warned. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Horror. There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. Horror. You got red on you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Oh the Horror, a podcast where we take a look at classic and modern horror films from an expert and a newcomer's perspective. I'm the expert Rob Holmes. And I'm the newcomer Steve Ullman. And today we are taking a look at the new Pet Cemetery, directed by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer. Uh, they're the guys who did Starry Eyes. So you know that we're going to have some disturbing moments, at least, in this film. Um, and I would have to say, I know there's a lot of people who are really bashing on this film right now. But I have to say, for the most part, uh, for a remake slash re-envisioning, I think it kind of, I think it delivers. Yeah, so, uh, just to, not that I really, like, we give a lot of credence to this whole thing, at least I don't really, but this movie is sitting at, like, right around, like, in the 60% range on Rotten Tomatoes, which, to me, is, like, a very interesting range to sit at, because it's not very divisive, oh, 59, excuse me, it's a 59 now, uh, and that, that to me is very interesting, because... It, it, it gets divisive uh, and usually in good ways when you have a lot of people really either bagging on it or really liking it. I really kind of feel a middle middle of the road with this uh, as far as this as far as this like big grandiose. Oh, my God, it's the Pet Cemetery remake. I don't really know like what you do in a modern context for Pet Cemetery. Like, not that it necessarily doesn't need to be remade or it's this sacred movie that you don't need to touch. Um, but I'm kind of like, all right, yeah, you could do that in, in the modern take. And these guys, having just seen Starry Eyes, uh, I, I certainly think that they're up for the job and they really did a good job here. I uh, it, This is, to me, is one of those uh, very, very respectable and unoffensive remakes to me that yeah. uh, it doesn't really reinvent the wheel in any way but it certainly like adds a it, it certainly adds like a nice fun take to it in the modern day like I don't really know of however many remakes that we have in the horror canon that's like been this big like illustrious name that's been remade and it was like fine I mean we've had we've had some that have just been like yeah, they're all right. There have been like, a good amount of remakes that are fun, but I think in this, I think Pet Summit, I think this remake would have hit harder for audiences because right now I'm also looking at and the audience scores at like a 44% right now, which right, which I think is very low. No, yeah, it is low, but uh, I can also understand from the trailer giving everything away. Not only the trailer giving everything away, but the poster giving away the twists because in this film they they try to throw a couple of curveballs at a few moments. You have Gage running out into the road. So you're thinking, okay, this is the moment. But you know it's not because you've seen the trailer. It you know, you know that Gage is still alive even in the trailer further on. So there's all these moments that you're like, well, they, they just gave that away and gave that to us. Oh, now we know it's Ellie. Okay, well, what are, you know, then they do the Achilles tendon scene. But in the film, in this film, they kind of do the bed moment. So you're waiting for it to happen. But yeah, if you've seen fun, the trailer. That's, and that's a fun you, bait and switch in the, in the moment. But it, it is if you haven't seen the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> but if you've seen the trailer, you already know what's coming. You know that's not going to be what happens. Now, if they had faked you out in the trailer... 
and then they had just put it in there. Oh, for sure. That would have been cool because, I, okay, you faked me out. And I understand there being trailers, things that I hate, you know, where it's like, oh, you showed me something that didn't happen. No, it still happened. You just changed it up. You know, you made me think it was going to be something different. Oh, but you got me because you kept it the way it was supposed to be, even though I didn't think the tension was going to be there, it got me, you know? Sure. Um, and and, why, and as normally we don't really like to take the, uh, the things that are shown in trailers into account that much, but when it is a remake of a well-known thing, I don't understand really the appeal to want to make this subvert your expectations in the trailer. Uh, because it, it doesn't really add any benefit. Like, well, it's like more that people it, in the seats just to know that, like, oh, they don't yeah. do that thing. Or they, oh, they, like, they don't slice his Achilles tendon at, under right. the bed. It's just on the stairs. Or, like, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. And, and the thing that I was going to say is, uh, so did you see the Child's Play trailer that came on before this feature? Uh, I did not, actually. For some reason, it didn't play when I got to see it. Okay, so when I saw this, there was the Child's Play trailer in front of it. They have not shown... I mean, we've seen on some pictures what he's going to look like, but they haven't shown any of that stuff in the trailer of the full face of Chucky. We finally got the kid saying the, the name Chucky, which we hadn't, I think, in the first trailer. And then we have... We don't even have the voice yet for him out there, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's so much that they're not throwing in our face yet. We know it's a Child's Play remake, but I don't know how much they're changing, and it seems like they are going in a totally different direction by making him more of a, you know, an android-type doll, robotic sure, or doll like that a just smart goes crazy. doll or something like that. Exactly, yeah. that just goes, that goes wrong. Now, they are still going with kind of the same concept. I feel like the way that they're going with the trailer, even though there's a lot of people who don't like the idea of this being the Child's Play remake, I think the trailer works though more so and, than the Pet Cemetery trailer because this I don't feel like they're giving too much away in this Child's Play trailer. So, but here's the thing that I would actually like. So the the things that are changed for the better in this movie, or at least for you know the sake of keeping things livelier or different, uh, I really right. really like uh, mm -hmm. the fact that like all of those little things are. Uh, changed and it, like I don't really know what you would do with a Pet Cemetery remake to make it like the quote unquote modern day like you would actually you like know you would, like you would with a Chucky thing like because Chucky like sure. tied to technology or like consumerism stuff like that well there there's not there's not really there. a way to you're not supposed to go so if you're going to do a Pet Cemetery remake I think they started it off kind of properly you know take the trailer aside right you have the twist gage is not the one who comes back how he does in the book and how he does in the 1989 adaptation this time it is ellie now what's really cool about this is you can now explore a you know a child who has had more experience in the world like what they're going through at the time they're learning about death you know she's learning that from her dad in the beginning and her mom and they have different views on how they should teach that to her and then she experiences it and her going through that change i wanted them to go into it more i actually would have liked to have seen almost her adapt to life with him for a little bit longer and then have that breaking point but oh man like when he is co when he's combing her hair in the bath it's i'm waiting for a chunk of scalp to come away and it sounded so nasty i'm expecting it and that's what i loved about this is that you didn't get that you're expecting you're seeing the tear away of the hair and i'm i'm like oh god where is this gonna go and then you see the staples and it's 
it's just I think it's actually way more effective because you realize they're not just trying to gross you out. They're they're putting the reality of there. It's like, Lewis, your daughter is dead and you have brought her back. And right. You knew and this was wrong. And you still did it anyway. And I love the way that that sinks in with that father, because like the further and further down he goes of realizing that he's done something wrong, like the further and further he needs to realize that he kind of needs to lean into it because like Mm -hmm. he still feels like he can't undo what he's done. And by the way, big, big ups to John Lithgow, man. Like he never count him out. He's fantastic. Actually, I got to say this. I I honestly have to say this whole cast kills it because I normally I normally do not like Jason Clark. I norm he's kind of just blasé stuff- usually like he's just right. like oh, okay he's here he's he's saying yeah. the lines he's he's usually there or when he's in something like Terminator Genesis it's just another movie that gave everything away in the trailer it's just blah you know it is blasé but it's just ugh, they're bad choices they're bad movies in this case I was so pleasantly surprised watching him go from being this like loving father and going into despair and mania and uh, especially when he each time he explores the woods and goes to the pet cemetery i really love those transitions i actually love when he walks through his doorway into the woods and I know that some people complain about the background CG when they go up to the Pet Cemetery the first time. I don't care. I think an image in that moment looks kind of cool. It harkens back to the 80s for me with some of that, like, matte painting style. It almost has, like, a poltergeist look to it. Let's say, like, um, poltergeist to the other side, like, when they're doing the uh, the peyote scene. By the uh, way, side note, scene. I really wish that we could get back to the era of matte paintings for, like, big elaborate backgrounds. Yeah, me too. Because having Absolutely, just seen man. from Dusk Till Dawn and then that gi- giant zoom zoom out of like the yeah. like just piles of oh, cars it, and stuff i'm like man like we need to get the back Aztec to this temple it's so yeah. good and, and that's and there's something about that and tim burton really perfected it by doing that with miniatures and then all of a sudden he found cg and just apparently that became his new little sandbox <laughs> like well forget so. that yeah yeah but i i would love to see them go back to to styles like that and in this it I don't know. I had a lot of fun with it, man. There's there's some issues that I had kind of as far as it seemed like they wanted to change things up. But if you're going to change it up in the level that you do, maybe maybe go a little further with it. Because I could, from the beginning, you know, that opening scene of seeing all the chaos, I already knew what the ending of the film was. Yes, and I think that's more of an editing choice than it was... Uh anything wrong because it looked awesome like it looked it's a great very, it's a very in good in media res but again it's showing your hand too much and you uh, know it's not going to be a happy ending and i i thought that was you know it's a great way to start it also i think the way that they ended it dark, yeah, with, man. dark very 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 dark and a little like okay you kind of wanted it at least like not not so much a glimmer of hope but more of like a resounding conclusion shot or a resounding conclusion mood rather than just that kid looking up and like it's really you know you hear the car unlock you just hear the beep of it unlock because he has the uh you know he's got the switch for it so yeah and and that's just like the sad thing uh it really is and I, i but i love everything that led up to that moment even though i could see that you could see that happening it just seemed like that was the next way to take it because you're gonna have at one point or another um rachel is going to get killed that's how it that's how it goes the story always goes rachel rachel is going to die um 
Well, it answered. I, it, it, it gets to an interesting question that I think is kind of the bigger thing that we have when we're talking about these remakes of mm-hmm. uh, not even just uh, horror movies, but really any movie. Like, when does sure. it get to a point where we're like we're transcending the idea of just ticking boxes for a story that needs to happen? Because I feel like this movie could have gotten just a little bit farther than just running off a checklist of things that it needed to do and then things that it wanted to change just for the sake of being different. Oh man, and, and it was. It was doing them and kind of like, because, you know, he's standing at the bed and then he kicks it out of the way and it was a aha, gotcha moment. Mm -hmm. And I, it it seemed, it almost seemed like Lithgow's, like Judd was self-aware I mean, of I, what know. was going to happen to his <laughs> like, ankle? Like just the in the way, like, in the way here before, kind of a thing. <laughs> uh huh. And I'm not going to fall for that again. It, some of that was a little too shoved in your face. Uh, is yeah, a little yeah, a little too on the nose as far as here's our twist. But at the same time, <clears throat> you know, I, I still think a lot of what they did was effective. Uh, I loved the Zelda stuff in this. I didn't know how it would work this time around. I think it actually worked better showing um, Rachel's struggle with this. And uh, yeah, Amy, what is it, Simitz, I think, or Simitz? Um, yeah, she's awesome in this, man. Her, and it's so good watching her have those memories and go through those dreams. I mean, it's not, you know, for her, it's not great, but seeing her character go through that is so believable and so horrifying and seeing what she had as a child. Cause at first you, you feel bad for her, but then you realize that her sister you know, hates her. I love that reveal of it. And it's like, no, my sister hated me and she wanted me to go through this, you know, as well. She wanted me to be the one who was suffering. Um, and then the dumbwaiter doing it that way was an interesting take. It's different. Apparently, I read that he, uh, that it was uh, one of the directors came, or I guess learned about that or came up with the idea uh, after reading a story about that. I mean, that's so that's a, that's about a nice, how some woman died. Yeah, and that's a nice, interesting sort of, like, nugget of a thing to change that I actually liked. Um, but also, speaking to speaking to the rest of the cast uh, for performances and, like, ways to, like, rehash or, like, make new and better some interactions. We didn't even talk about the, like, interactions with Victor in the beginning uh, oh, of this man, movie. Dude. Oh, man, dude. Oh, it's so cool. The effects on the brain, especially, mm. where she's like, I can see his brain, this and then the, you, you do for a moment. This this so was the Pascal. expertise. This was the expertise of the uh, like starry eyes skull smash for the practical effects coming into full effect here. It this was really good. Great. It was really really good. I I wish they had done more with Victor though. You I mean, know, yeah, I, and this time it felt a, he was more of a crux it, yeah. in the very early acts of the original, um, and he was kind mm-hmm. of just like, okay, I'm here to like show you the way in like this one scene, and then just freak you out in the first instance. Which like right. I was like, oh, that that could have been more. I, that I wanted, been I wanted, I would have liked Victor to have been developed a little more. They basically made him the exact same as he was before. Uh, of the you tried to save me, so I'm going to do the same and try and you know help you uh and then they do the same you know the the ground is sour 
I, I really wanted there to be more. I thought it was a really cool effect. I kind of wanted was him great, to be like was, the like the guardian. I wanted him to be in the, He wanted to be the good. Right. He wanted him to be the good soul that like leads him along the better path to be safe. Well, you want him to be in it more at least, or have more lines because you know the original <laughs> Victor Pascal. He had a lot more lines in the original. It seemed like he Very even true. had more, more of a developed version of that character. And I don't think they, they had an opportunity to really delve into Victor more in this, and I don't think they took that opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, because you that's, wanted that's, it to, because from what you saw I really did, of man. him, like, leading him along, I was like, oh man, this looks great, this is gonna be so and cool. And I thought, okay, well, he's gonna, maybe he'll be in there more, or he'll appear, because you have that image of him. I mean, he could have been following Lewis around most of the movie, and yeah. that could have been something that, you know, you have this horrifying-looking character, very reminiscent of American Werewolf in London. You know, he yes, sees his buddy all that torn was up exactly the entire time. Exactly what I was thinking. Because there and you need to have yeah. some sort of like if, if, if this was to go like the happy ending, or at least to be like a sort of mm, it doesn't like, it, and that's the thing, it's it, it's still it still wouldn't need to, and I think no, it wouldn't need is, to. But like, there would have to be a sort of like angel devil on his shoulder. To yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wanting to like, it, there's a conflict there, and he, Victor's trying to pull him away from that, and like that that that's kind of what I would have least liked because it keeps you mm -hmm. more invested that things might go better, and then the See, way, and then the weight of that bad ending would even be more so. Now, now the bad ending of of it just being Gage sitting in the car. He's been locked in there alone, and there's now the fully dead family coming back to him and unlocking the car. Then it goes to a cover of Pet Cemetery that was done by the Ramones originally, and I'm like, ooh, you guys went way too on the nose. What I would have liked, this is totally crazy and totally different, but I think it really would have worked as far as... You see how there's the kids in the beginning who are wearing the masks, right? I like that idea. I like the idea of, I thought it was a weird thing to just throw right in the beginning of, oh, there's this funeral possession, procession happening right then, and then we never see any of those kids really again. Uh, or maybe she does. Maybe so those are some of the kids she makes friends with later on. But we don't really find out from them anything, you know? There's no delving into that further. Uh, and, and it was just kind of, it was, that part was disappointing. But what I would have liked to have seen is, what if... Not only did Ellie get hit, but Gage got hit as well, and he buried both of them in the pet cemetery. And then you have Ellie, who who now has this understanding, teaching Gage, like she's the influence on Gage. Even though you know you come back evil, but then you have two characters who are kind of working in tandem, and I think that could have taken it a little further. And you're like, well, right. And then you have something that you're not just leaving this two-year-old alone with this. Are they going to kill him? Are they not? And then it's just, that's a tough one. Because there's some people who are like, yeah, that's really cool. Who cares? And there's going to be a lot of people who are like, that is absolutely horrifying when you think of what they're probably going to do. Stab the kid, let him bleed out as he looks up at his weird dead parents, and then bury him and bring him back. And so then that's what, they just live back in the house forever? Like, I don't, what are they going to do? Right. And, th and that's kind of my... Uh, uh, Th that that's the kind of thing that I was kind of going back and forth with. Uh, I was like, what what would you what would you need to change or what would you like? Because if you want to just tick the boxes, I can't really get mad at this movie for doing that. Because for most of the things that it changes is fine, but again, doesn't re reinvent the wheel. If you wanted, they like I don't feel like they wanted to go that bold or that off the beaten path for what Pet Cemetery can do. Uh, 
and given like you know the nuts and bolts you know good directing and good storytelling that this movie did like you kind of wish that it did go for more because it seems like it can handle more you know what i mean like it, it's almost as if like you you want those students to push for more because you know how smart they are and these guys can do it i think they can i think they just well, I really mean, needed a, to go go for it right and they had the budget for it i mean we were talking 21 million dollar budget uh had a good opening weekend did 25 million you know, yeah, did solid. You know, it's yeah, that's that's making its money back. Adding a little extra change, they'll be um, working and then, again but, for sure. Yeah, uh, but we really need to talk about this performance by I don't know how to pronounce her name. Is it Hete Lawrence or I think right? Uh, yes, Hete Lawrence. Um, absolutely awesome is Ellie. Yes, like totally kills like it. A, we don't get that many good uh, like preteen. Uh, like horror performances. It is. There aren't that many because you don't cast that many kids that can really swing it like that. But and, man, and serious she's good. horror performances too. Not you know because people are like, oh, the kid, the kids in Stranger Things are great. They're great, but that's a lot of comedy. You know, they're playing it up and doing some jokes. This is a kid who's having to go from being nice to straight up evil at a moment's notice and really delve into a character who's going through this and dropping the eye after she's dead because she has, like, the lowered-down eye. Dude, it is... A kid to pull off such a nuanced performance at that age, that's that's ridiculous. No, it's, it's very impressive. And when she's just, like, pl- like stabbing at her mom for, like, being... For her insecurities about, like, this is what happened to your sister. You did this. And, like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, it's so good. She's so conniving mm-hmm. and cutting. Uh, and then oh, yeah. just, like, going back from, like, to the little girl in front of her dad. Like, it's so very, very good. Um, I, I'm thoroughly impressed. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, and again, this is the good, like, points of this movie where you get you you have the opportunity to get a performance like that because a five-year-old's only gonna be going through so much to understand because it sounds like he's like you know omniscient at that point but like you know a 10 year old 12 year old girl well remember okay gauges gauges dude gauges two in in the original film yeah and then she ellie is like eight so it makes more sense for an eight-year-old, yes, than it does for a two. But I also would have liked to see them team up together because then that would totally make sense. Oh, absolutely. And it would work really well and make everything more imposing, especially when you're like, wait, what the hell? Because if you didn't expect it, if Gage, maybe Gage didn't die at first, he brings back Ellie, and then next thing you know, she's killed and buried Gage. It'd be morbid, but then you have Gage throughout the movie as back where he was before. Which exactly. Would be, yeah, it would be cool. Um... So yeah, I think I think changing uh, a few things up would have worked for it, but for the most part, this movie does very very well. Um, I you know I really also like Church. I like the way Church looked in it. I liked how True. they developed it a little more, as far as uh, Ellie trying to comb out the blood from him and not realizing it's blood. Right. Uh, and the Church was just starting to get aggressive then again with people. It it good moments, man. It, it mm-hmm. overall. It overall worked really well. I know that people complain a little bit about, I think there was some CG of church when he walks up the road and like when the truck scene happens and people yeah. are complaining about that. Man, I don't care. I don't, I don't understand. I, I like, it's really, I'm like, you can't, you, you know how you I am with CG too. That, and that can only look so it, yeah. real. That can only look so real right now. That, that you can't right. put a kid in front of a moving truck, like straight up. <laughs> And they would say, well, why do it then? You know, because the original cut away from stuff and kind of just went with, uh, 
the illusion of whatever happened, and you're just like, oh man, that just seems awful. In this, it almost looked like a plate background, and you know, you sure. had the person in the foreground, but it worked. It was fine. It's actually still harkened back to movies from the 80s in the I, same really way did. that that first shot of that background did. And maybe that's where I have the soft spot where a lot of people don't mm-hmm. for uh, for that type of background, even though it, in this case it is definitely not a matte painting. Um, I thought it was cool. I thought it worked. It worked better than stuff you would get like, let's say, Wes Craven's New Nightmare in 1994 where the tractor trailer is going near Miko Hughes, another... Uh, you know, because that was Miko who played uh, Gage in the original, and oh, yeah. with the semi truck, and in that one, the semi truck almost hits him and goes over him, paying homage to that. So, yeah, it all comes I, full circle. I, I I think that this is uh, the, you could do a lot worse in your horror oh, film yeah. remakes, and uh, I think this one is a. I think this is more. This is a proof of concept for these directors, and mm-hmm. uh, a a good case for. Let's keep plugging away at some of these Stephen King stories because we had a well, great Lith- time. I mean, yeah, and like Lithgow's great in this. Lithgow is he's he's so awesome. good as Judd, as you so mentioned awesome. earlier. He he's very uh, his his re- reasoning for it because at first when he mentions the, the you know he's gonna take him up to the pet cemetery, dude, why are you doing this? And he's like, yeah. does Ellie really love that cat? But his explanation later too, the, his the way he expressed it I, it was so much more believable oh it's he's um, so earnest and such like a sweet old man yeah uh, when he needs to be and then knowing like knowing when he needs to get mm-hmm. serious and is like like that's dangerous like do you can't be doing oh and that. then knowing what the actual what doing like that like right so so very good and then explaining what the pet cemetery is yeah and this time they didn't really go with as much of the ancient Indian burial ground as it was more of people right. came to this land and it was cursed and then they left and then he mentions like the Wendigo and everything and it's like, oh wait, what? Yeah, yeah um, uh, what? <laughs> like, so, and, and that's the thing, like you can only say ancient Indian burial ground so many times in 2019, so. But I think uh, this, I think this works really well because it, in a way, it changes things up. And there's been talks of if they were to do a follow-up to this, it wouldn't be a sequel, it would be a prequel, dealing with what made some of the, the Pet Cemetery. That, yeah. Uh, potentially, or in the town maybe years earlier. Also, didn't did you like the, the sign that they passed, the dairy sign? Oh, yes, dairy I Man? did. Yes, I did. I thought that was awesome, and I also love nice when Judd is sitting there during the birthday party and he basically talks about how he knew, once knew a St. Bernard but he got violent um, yeah like th- that's a that's a fun little Stephen King cinematic universe wink and a nod that I really it's appreciate it's so great and it's well because that's how stuff is in his books everything takes place in that universe and it's this shared world and so they really were going in with that shared world also in a way kind of the color palette in this it wasn't exactly like it because it def- takes place in the '80s, but it, they ser- share a little bit of similarities in. No, yeah, it has um, the same sort of like, not muted, but like, like heavier grays and like brighter reds, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, like it's, 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 it's a very. It seems there, like there is a certain type of heavier saturation that they're going for that was reminiscent was of that. Of um, it. I mean, that, it, it looks. Uh, I think they kind of wanted film, to capitalize you know? on because of the success of it, really, <laughs> because like that they kind of struck gold with that remake and uh they kind of want to ride that out which like honestly i don't blame them for because that we had a great time with that one all in all it was a good movie but it wasn't a great film 
I mean, yes, I, I would likely agree that like this was good. Again, you could do a lot worse with your horror movie remakes, and um, if you want oh, you something could do that's the- so much worse. Oh yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> speak on it no uh you can like and again this ticks the boxes it does a few things new it it's very respectful to the original idea and concept of pet cemetery while still offering some fun new things uh to bring it forward like i it is it is the most unoffensive and decent enough time that you could have with a pet cemetery remake i recommend it yeah i recommend it as well i know a lot of people are going to bag on it and say it's terrible some people are saying it's the worst remake they've ever seen you have not seen the remake of psycho you have, you have not, not seen, seen the remake remakes. of nightmare on elm street you have not seen enough terrible remakes because there are so many bad ones that are so much more offensive than this this you know what this kind of reminds me of this is kind of on the level of like let me in the okay, remake of sure. Let the Right One In. It's so similar to the original. It has a little bit of twists here and there. Essentially, it's unoffensive. It exists. I could go with either one. I could watch it. I could not watch it. You know, like I could watch the 89 one or I could watch this one and totally be okay with it. And it's the same with that. So I I don't really see what the, what the big issue is. Exactly. Solid performances I- all around. Hell, I got... I liked Jason Clark in a film. All right, that hey. says something. That says that, that says something huge. So <laughs> there go you see go. It. You, you, that deserves its own accolades. I, yeah, I, it really does. It really does. Well, in that case, uh, until next time, uh, we're going to be taking a look at some more things. What are we going to be taking a look at next week, Rob? Uh, we're going to take a look at the Scottish horror musical. Anna and the Apocalypse. Uh, this yes. came out earlier last year, and um, I don't know. People seem to like it, so <laughs> well, well, we will find out. <laughs> well, I've I've seen it already, and I'm gonna hold my comment until the episode, so mm-hmm. you guys see it as well. Um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, why don't you uh, tell us where we could uh, be found on the internet, Rob? Well, you can find us at ohthehorrorcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram and anywhere that you, you know, download your podcasts. Uh, Most of our handles are at ohthehorrorcast, so just look that up, and you'll find us one way or another. You'll find us. Um, But yeah, that'll do it for us this week, and we, uh, thanks for listening. We, We always, you know, appreciate your support. We would love to get some more reviews in there, so, you know, definitely... Uh, take your time and uh, if you like the show definitely give us a review if you don't like the show um, you probably didn't make it this far into the episode so <laughs> yes but if you did thank you very much but until next yeah. time I'm Steve Allman and I'm Rob Holmes and we'll see you next time look at me Damien it's all for you now it is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man no more room in hell. The dead will walk here. <laughs>